Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the China Shop. Coming back from a minor hiatus. Uh, sorry, we weren't getting at you with the the news, but you know, Kyle and I were traveling, having having our way with the world, as it were. But we're back and ready for action. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is the aforementioned Kyle, creator of FinancialNiptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Ah, exhausted. All those speeches. Oh yeah, yeah. The the Jackson Hole Symposium. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> You know, you only get, you get invited, you gotta, you gotta go, man. It's one of those once in a lifetime things. Yeah. And maybe next time they'll want me to come along too, but you know. They specifically said me only. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they specified, do not bring Dan with yes, you. He is yes. not invited. <laughs> not after last year's swimming pool incident. <laughs> I have to follow the rules, but I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Folks, strap in. We got some exciting news to talk about. We are, as always, I'd like to mention, brought to you by the lovely Sue Pullen. I heard recently she's up to 27 states. Nope, 29. 29? Yeah. Remember when she said uh, to stop saying and counting? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that was five states ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, all right, all right. Well, yeah, we still love her. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some news. We're just skitty two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? All right, Kyle. Yes. So many good stories. So many good stories. What are we leading off with? Uh, I got to talk about this crypto story I saw. Yes. Yes, let's do that. That's a great one to lead with. Which is funny because I posted it before I really read it because I just saw the headline. It's the the Hollywood star Matt Damon uh, company, sponsored company, I think is what it said. Something like that. Fortune favors the brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be brave. Buy crypto. (laughs) So I guess uh, crypto.com accidentally transferred $10.5 million to an Australian woman when processing a $100 (laughs) refund. (laughs) Which I think we've talked about this happening before. This isn't the first time. Uh, But it took them seven months to figure this out. Seven months? They didn't miss $10.5 million for seven months? Yeah, it makes me wonder if they did notice and just didn't want to say anything. Like the person who noticed was too embarrassed. (laughs) It's like, no. I mean, more like uh, we're worried that we're going to go under. Maybe we don't want this news getting out. Oh, like if I mean, I assume if you went into bankruptcy, it would it would get out one way or another, right? The bankruptcy courts would look at the books. You would think so. Jeez, oh, I feel bad because like if it was five hundred bucks, I would notice day one, right? So uh, I was trying to read more about how this actually happened, but uh, it said that uh, uh, 
they paid out the money instead of the $100 refund after they accidentally put her account number into the payment amount field. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Her account number. Yeah. Ooh, I can see that mistake being made. Everybody still feeling good about Matt Damon pushing crypto? So she did exactly what I always wonder why people don't do and uh, tried to spend it. Uh, yes. $1.35 million on a four-bedroom home. Nice. Uh, it seems that, uh, that that she's not going to get to keep that, though. What? <laughs> they tried to serve her, and the only letter they got back was <laughs> was something that said received. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, the default judgment was awarded to crypto.com. It's forcing her to sell the property as soon as possible. Uh, she even, so she bought the house and then transferred it to her sister's name, who lives in Malaysia. Oh, okay. So she, she tried to be a little smart about it. Well, let's let's brainstorm some ways she could have kept that house. Uh, I don't know, man. How do you, I mean, you got to change your name and like move and then change the assets out to something else because they're going to freeze those accounts. The Panama Papers taught us anything. You've got to immediately move that money. Yes. To like Panama or the Cayman Islands and and then have a shell company distribute the cash to you bit by bit. Uh, yeah, that might work. Yeah, that, that she probably could have <laughs> kept it that way. Where's where's Jared Bibbler? <laughs> how do the yeah, Icelandic call, banks do it? <laughs> how, how do the Icelandic banks do it? Yeah, it's called called Bibbler. Uh, that's that's what I had on that. Uh, what do you got for us? I got a few stories. I think the one uh, one I'd like to talk about first is uh, real quick. Just wanted to touch. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond is really in a bad way. Uh, I thought they got uh, financing. Okay, they yeah they they obtained five hundred million dollars new financing and they are laying off twenty percent of the workforce, but they're also closing one hundred fifty namesake stores, shutting them down. It could be a good thing if they're underperforming locations. I mean, for the company, not for the people that work there, right? Not for that workforce or any of those yeah. hundred hundred and fifty stores. Yeah, uh, they're keeping bye bye baby though. Uh, and th- their stock did not react well. Well, they, I think they also announced too that they're going to be issuing up to twelve million shares at the market. Yeah, this this reverses a strategy that's been embraced by now former CEO Mark Tritton, uh, who got ousted in June. He only had three years at the helm. Hmm. They're they're going to be focusing now on national brands instead of their own store labels. It's uh, so you're just trying to become a retailer? Just a regular retailer, right? Yeah. So what? Why the why I brought it up was it's it's wild to me. Nothing Ryan Cohen did st- stuck. Right. Like buys a big stake, pledges a bunch of big changes. None of the changes happen. Sells a big stake. Um, yeah. So did he sell because they refused to enact any of the things that he wanted done, or did he? Kind of get uh, kicked out of it. That's a good, that's that's my question. Like, I would like to know the answer to that. My guess would be that he sold because they didn't want they to go the direction to he wanted to. Yeah. Well, I'd also I'd really want to know like if if no one knew Ryan Cohen, like if this wasn't a meme stock because of his involvement, right? Mm-hmm. If nobody knew about that, would they have listened to him? Like the whole meme stock thing had to have gotten in the executives and CEOs. Like everybody, everybody knew about it there at Bed at Bath and Beyond, right? Um, I mean, I don't think that would have any... You don't think it would have changed anything? No, because they'd be looking at his success with Chewy, and that happened before GameStop. That's what made GameStop blow up. Why weren't they looking at his success with Chewy, and why didn't they put in any of his stuff then? Well, that's why the shares are dropping, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering if, if, 
if it wasn't uh, his almost Wall Street bets fame that led them to resist him. Um, but maybe who knows? Not like not like they kept CEO Mark Tritton. They're getting something. They're getting somebody else right well i mean at least they're that means they're trying something right no no we'll see we'll see what happens they have some sort of vision it's just not uh not not in line with uh ryan cohen all right what, what else do you have for us Kyle? uh this one hit a little close to home i saw that sam's club is raising their annual membership fee for the first time in nine years Ooh, is it a lot i should i should clarify well it's not that much of an increase but it's still annoying it's only it's the plus membership that's increasing for the first time in nine years the uh the regular memberships for the, the plebes has, <laughs> has been risen every five and a half years, typically. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the fees are going uh, for club members. It's going up to $50, which used to be 45. And for those in the plus membership, that's going to 110 from 100. Uh, and that's annually. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, also, they uh, they did acknowledge that during because their inflation and all that uh, that that maybe this isn't the best time to be raising prices. Uh, so they are, I guess, giving that or reimbursing that fee as as um, Sam's cash that you can use in their store. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, maybe they're doing that to to calm down all of their existing user yes. base. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what they're doing. And they're trying to trick them by saying like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry about, don't worry about next year." Mm. Oh, those Trixie Waltons. Right. Uh, should be good for the Sam's Club traded separately. No, they're all part of Walmart, right? Yeah, it's got to, it's got to be the same because uh, they, they sell all the same brands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, never mind. What am I thinking? Mm. Mm. Okay. So they they've also been seeing like a boom in like membership since COVID, obviously because. You know, people are seeking relief from inflation by, you know, trying to get the, the gas that Sam's has or or the just the cheaper bulk discounts. Yeah. Uh, the, the CEO of Costco said that he said uh, he told Squawk on the street, CNBC, I can tell you that we think about it every year. But right now, in terms of the membership fee, it's not on the table right now. Made it very clear. I don't think it's the right time. So mm-hmm. Costco is. Uh, not raising theirs, but they're also still more expensive than Sam's right now at $120 a membership. Yeah. I mean, I hate to take sides, but I've always been a Costco man over a Sam's Club man. I was too. And the only reason why I go to Sam's now is because it's the only thing close to me. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, Sam's Club didn't disclose the membership count, but in the most recent quarter, they said it's at an all time high and their income from it is increased by almost 9% in the quarter that entered July 31st. <laughs> Sounds like it's so, about to increase another 10%. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be good for, uh, for Walmart's earnings. Yeah. Next time those come around. Right, right, because because $5 in-store, or what was it, $10 voucher in-store isn't $10 real money, right? Uh, right. Because right. they get their markups as part of that. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, what else you got, Dan? Well, um, I don't know if we actually talked about it on the show back when it happened, but, uh, you know, semiconductor chip maker Qualcomm, mm-hmm. they, uh, they bought a startup chip maker in 2021 called Nuvia and Nuvia. uh, They wanted to, uh, you know, expand and they liked Nuvia's uh, chips and patents. And well, turns out they're, they're getting sued by arm ARM Mm -hmm. because Nuvia had licensing agreements with arm to use their architecture and processor designs. Uh And then Qualcomm bought them and then start, it kept using those that architecture oh. <laughs> processor designs because Nuvia has them. 
And our and arm is like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Huh? We 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 didn't license Qualcomm to use those. And when Nuvia got bought, they became a new company, and so therefore they were then null and void. Oh, that sounds sticky. That's really sticky because then Qualcomm gets to say, well, we wouldn't have bought Nuvia if they didn't have those. Right. 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 This seems like something that would have been negotiated or should have been negotiated before the deal. Yeah. If ARM wins, then like Qualcomm has to drop so much of their development that they've already been doing. Oh. This is this is gonna be a real slugfest in the courts. What's Qualcomm's ticker? Q C O M. Q C O M. Oh yeah, okay. I should know that one. That's one of the blue chips. I was just curious if it's reacted to this already. Uh well, I mean, it's coming, it's what, close at 132, coming down to the July 22nd, high of 153. Mm-hmm. Probably not too bad yet, uh, but this could really affect them for sure. What was the purchase price for that company? 1.2 some billion? Yeah, Nuvia. 1.4 billion. Uh, their annual revenue uh, looks like, or their quarterly revenues around 11 billion. Uh, that could be a big yeah. hit. Yeah. Plus all the R&D costs. Yeah, Arm Arm says they tried to. They've spent more than a year trying to negotiate with Qualcomm a new agreement, but were not successful. Okay, okay. So they're still going to get an agreement. This that's probably what they're suing for is to try and get better terms. Yeah, Arm Arm says it terminated the licenses in February 2022. Uh-huh. So told Qualcomm to knock it off then, and now they're saying that they haven't. Yeah. Um, and of course, Qualcomm's lawyer has straight said, and I quote, ARM has no right, contractual or otherwise, to attempt to interfere with Qualcomm or Nuvia's innovations. ARM's complaint ignores the fact that Qualcomm has broad, well-established license rights covering its custom-designed CPUs, and we're confident those rights will be affirmed. (laughs) So it sounds like they're pulling the old, like, yeah, go ahead and try and sue us. We got better lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, I'd be curious to read their actual purchase agreement. Right? So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Sticky. That's definitely one to follow. All right. Is that one episode down? Back into it? Back in the swing? I actually have one more real quick uh, to top us off. Okay. Oh, an extra bonus? Yeah, extra bonus story. The uh, uh, the CEO of United Refining Company, an oil company named uh, uh-huh. John Katsimatidis. Katsimatidis? Katsimatidis? Yeah. Sure. Uh, the CEO of this oil company, Kyle, <laughs> has uh, a, a wacky plan to fight inflation, and you'll never guess what it is. Is it more oil? <laughs> more oil! You did guess! <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> okay. What's the reasoning? Well, the reasoning is that because we've been negotiating with Saudi Arabia and and other uh whatever you call them, OPEC nations to increase their outputs to, to, to help out with freezing Russia mm-hmm. out of the oil game, that uh, that must be where inflation's coming from in its totality. So if we just pump to full capacity here in the United States, lickety split, problem solved. Hmm. Seems pretty convenient. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so too. I mean, no, no word on the supply chain issues globally, or or you know the, the increase in the price of, of food and everything. But uh, right, well, a lot of the costs are energy. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't put a dent in inflation. It will affect it, but it, the po- rose-colored glasses of I've got a one-size-fits-all solution 
always. <laughs> Let's go here from Hershey's. I think more people need to eat chocolate to reduce inflation. <laughs> I also, I also have a suspicion that uh, that most. Uh, if you ask Mark Cuban, it might be lowering taxes on the wealthy might solve inflation. And if you ask me, the secret to curing inflation is to listen to this podcast and tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, folks. Thanks for sticking around to the end. That's uh, me and Kyle trying to shake the rust off. Right. <laughs> I feel like back, that to you. <laughs> get, get back into the groove. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. Good times. We'll be back at it. Back at you soon. Till then, happy trades. Goodbye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.